I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Katie Pavlich. I'm Steve Ducey. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, August 18th, 2020. I'm Trey Yangst. Stocks are skyrocketing as the U.S. economy looks eager to restart. I think that if, you know, really the only way to get this country back up on its feet is not more stimulus. It's not more checks. It's, it's getting stores open. It's getting theaters open. It's getting restaurants open and, and dealing with the, the task at hand. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. The American stock market is hitting all-time highs, but with millions unemployed, a suffering economy, and an ongoing health crisis, there are many questions about the state of affairs. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Chris Markowski, the host of the radio show Watchdog on Wall Street, starting first in France that is struggling with a new wave of coronavirus. This weekend, it saw multiple days with more than 3,000 new positive cases. French authorities have expanded mask-wearing requirements, but still plan to reopen schools at the beginning of September. Now to India, where the country's death toll from COVID-19 surpassed 50,000 people yesterday. India has seen more than 2.7 million cases of coronavirus, and experts say the true toll is much higher. As the fourth worst affected country in the world, India has 34 deaths per million people. China, for comparison, has three deaths per million people. Finally, in China, new images this weekend showed a concert and pool party taking place in Wuhan, where the coronavirus outbreak first began. In order to get to this point, China imposed strict lockdown restrictions while testing nearly every person in Wuhan for the virus. Travel restrictions remain in place for the country that is trying to avoid introducing the virus from outside carriers. The U.S. stock market appears to be reacting positively to the idea that life can eventually return to normal. But will it last? (laughs) <laughs> that's the always a million dollar question whether or not it's, it's sustainable and I, i'm one of these these individuals out there when markets race through the roof i uh i tend to be a lot more nervous than when they go down this is chris markowski the host of the radio show watchdog on wall street uh, when they go down I, I always try to sense an opportunity and there was a great opportunity uh earlier on this year in march without a doubt now we're taking a look at things and yeah um Getting a bit frothy. You get, you get that, uh, I'm getting that, that late 1990s <laughs> all over again uh, to some degree with, with certain companies out there, especially a myriad of companies out there that are uh, at you know, ridiculous, in, in my opinion, ridiculous highs with little to no earnings. Um, there is no doubt about that the, the stimulus and the printing that has been taking place coming out of our Federal Reserve uh, has helped uh, bolster the market. We, you know, without those dollars flooding into the system, I don't think we nearly have uh, the numbers we have right now as far as the uh, equity markets are concerned. We also have to take into consideration as well, there's a lot less companies out there today than there was back in the 1990s when there was close to 7,000 publicly traded companies back then, to under 3,000 today. What do you tell investors who are not really sure what to think, and especially people who are relying on individuals like yourself or analysts or advisors, and they don't know what to think? And, and it's got to be nerve-wracking for many who are, are deeply involved in the market because you see days like today where things are, are pretty stable and steady. And as we've seen throughout this pandemic, there's days where it looks like the end of the world on Wall Street. Well, again, I, I guess that's one interesting point you make. There. I, I always tell people never bet on the end of the world because it's going to only happen one time. Um, our system of doing things is, is very simple, and it's worked for decades. 
Um, my company, Markowski Investments, we've been managing people's money for a very long period of time, and we're a big believer that uh, everything in life that has meaning, value, and worth involves work, time, and effort. There are no shortcuts, meaning you, you dollar cost average, uh, you're, you're putting money away on a regular basis, and you're also rotating assets. Um, you, you remember the movie Karate Kid? There was a character there, Mr. Miyagi, and he was teaching uh, uh, Daniel's son about the bonsai tree and how you have to cut here and snip here. And that's what you have to do with your portfolio. You have to you know, constantly you know, cut and snip and rotate assets. And as uh, prices go up, you want to take some profits off the table and you move them in other areas. And, and yeah, it, it's not so much of a, a sexy strategy, but it's a strategy that works over time and, and something that we believe in. And when you talk about diversifying investments, I, th- I think during this time of financial insecurity for many and economic insecurity for the country, unemployment rising, I think that there's a a concern by many young investors, too, that if they don't make decisions quickly, they're not going to be able to figure out their financial situations, and it could hurt them for years to come. But I often, and we talked about it a little bit before, but I often find the advice from veterans of the industry so important to young investors, because it's advising against like a new jerk reaction in these situations, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I I do think that to some degree, um, I I think all of the the free trading that takes place and the various different platforms out there that are available to people, um, I I do think a lot of the younger people out there are making poor decisions and and they're turning it into gambling uh, rather than investing. There's uh, two completely different things. Um, and again, like I said, I've been around for a long time, and I watched people get involved in the same type of a racket uh, at the end of the 1990s, and that's where all the discount houses really started coming up, and everybody thought that they were a guru because everything was going up at that point in time. Well, you know, eventually, you know, things come back down to earth, and reality sets in. And, you know, going online and, and you know, trying to trade your way uh, to becoming a, a, you know, a, a you know, super wealthy person, like I said, doesn't work that way. Uh, it t- like I said, it takes work, time, and effort. Um, if you are putting money away, I, I recommend you be- you're investing on a regular basis. You o- want to own fundamentally sound companies. Um, you know, if you're if you're trying to guess and you're trying to you know, uh, you know look, going on the various different websites out there and, and what's hot now, you might hit it sometimes, and then you know what, you might not hit it other times. Uh, at least make sure if you're going to do anything like that, at least make sure that you're protecting your downside. Uh, as best you can. But, you know, again, if you're starting to invest in an early age, you're smart because the most important thing that in regards to the markets is time and letting compounding work its magic over time. Just don't take big losses. Don't wipe yourself out trying to make yourself a millionaire overnight. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense. I wanted to ask about the timeline for reaction in the stock market. You know, oftentimes when we're talking about the stocks, they're looking ahead and not necessarily responding directly to the the situation this week or even this month. We're starting to see countries around the world reopen. And just over the weekend, I saw some images out of Wuhan, China, where the COVID-19 outbreak first began. And you saw people at a pool party and a concert. And I was wondering if when things like that come out and investors and companies see that other areas of the world eventually are getting back to a somewhat normal life. Does that give confidence to the market? Yeah, and 
I, I think that certain aspects of our economy, um, that, well, they didn't shut down. There's been many, uh, many people out there have been fortunate enough to work from home, and there hasn't been any sort of uh, change. And I do think that that you know helps bring confidence. And I and I do believe that uh, slowly but surely, more and more of our country is going to continue to open up. You're going to have the, the fits and starts out there, and you're going to have the people that are. Um, really afraid of, of COVID. That's that's going to linger um, for a period of time. Uh, but you know, I, I do think that you know, for many parts of the country, and I happen to live um, outside of uh, one of the, the biggest hotspots for a while there, New York City. Um, I've got three teenagers. I, I know what's been going on. They've been out with their friends all summer. They're going to the beaches and they're they're living their lives. Um, and I think that that's happening in, in many places around the country. I, I think that, you know, really the only way to get this country back up on its feet, it's not more stimulus, it's not more checks, it's, it's getting stores open, it's getting theaters open, it's getting restaurants open, and, and dealing with the, the task at hand. I think that uh, it's an exercise in futility to think that all of a sudden we're just going to magically make this virus go away. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. We don't even know if a vaccine is going to work in the first place. I think it's something we're just going to have to learn to live with moving forward. You've been listening to Chris Markowski, the host of the radio show Watchdog on Wall Street. We'll be right back. Yeah, and it seems like companies are learning to adapt. I, I find it really interesting to see even places like Disney World or the movie theaters. You're seeing industries quickly figure out that they have to stay open for business in some capacity, even if it's the restaurant industry and they've had to shift to more takeout or, or social distancing in the restaurants. Is this something that was expected from your perspective, that people would be able to adapt and, and sort of meet the demands as they change during this pandemic? Well, some have, and others are just have not, and make no bones about it. It's it's pretty bad out there in many places around the country. Small businesses, which in my opinion, in touch, it's fact. It's the engine of growth uh, for this country. This is where job growth really comes from. Uh, small businesses really taking it on the chin. Uh, many businesses have shut down, and you can't, they don't even show up in bankruptcy numbers because many of them didn't have any debt. They just close the doors and they're not going to open up again maybe they will you know they just call the uh the, the utilities and just say hey you know take off my power i'm done um this is this is a major issue and i think you really want to stimulate the economy and get us back on our feet i think we need to con- encourage entrepreneurship moving forward but that's also a difficult thing to do when we don't have any sort of liability protection for small businesses big businesses nonprofits out there we need to get that uh, so people be, feel confident that, hey, if I open up my store, it's great. Uh, somebody's not going to come and, and, you know, hit me with a lawsuit saying they got COVID in my store, which they had no idea if they did or they didn't get COVID in your store. But that wouldn't stop a tort attorney any day, in the day of the week. So yeah. we need to focus on that and uh, getting entrepreneurs out there, getting getting money into the hand of young entrepreneurs. I think we need to really task the SBA, we had the PPP program, but I think we need a different type of PPP program, one that, that's targeting uh, people that want to reopen restaurants that were shut down, other businesses, people that have great ideas and business plans, and, and, and help get that uh, aspect of the economy up and going again. And I guess my last question for you would be about cryptocurrency. It's something that and you watch a lot of business channels, uh, whether it's Fox Business or the CNBC, and there's one figure, Dave Portnoy, who 
is the owner of Barstool Sports, and he's gotten really into investing and, and day trading. And it's controversial because you've got a lot of young, new investors who are watching his content on the internet and then jumping headfirst into the deep end of investing. And he's recently gotten into cryptocurrency. And I wanted to ask you what your take on investing in crypto is, if you think it's a, a reasonable place to diversify your portfolio, and why or why not? Um, it's, it's something I, I don't, I don't touch. I don't mess around with quite frankly, because I don't, I don't really understand it. I don't get it. I, I don't understand where the value is, but I guess it's like any other, uh, type of currency, whether it be the dollar or the yen or the euro, it's all based upon a belief system. Uh, as long as people believe in whatever it may be, well then I, I guess it's okay. Once that belief goes away, um, then it's over. I mean, we've seen the volatility in, in cryptocurrencies and, and how they moved. Uh, over the past uh, couple of years, and it can be quite, quite volatile. Um, I, I don't, I don't look to invest in things like that. I look to invest in, in high quality companies that pay me to own them. Uh, companies that have great fundamentals that have a plan. Um, you know, coming up and just naming and having a currency out of out of thin air to me just again. Uh, you know, some people swear by this stuff. I don't get it. Uh, I don't understand it. Is it another tradable vehicle out there? Sure. Sure, but again, you know, understand that you treat the market like a casino. Um, casinos stay in business because they don't lose, uh, and they also hand out free drinks. Um, the, the markets do not. It uh, makes a lot of sense, and uh, I think your advice of sticking with blue chip companies and those who give out dividends and the like will be solid advice to young investors who are looking to get started amid an uncertain time. Chris Murkowski, the host of the radio show Watchdog on Wall Street. Chris, thanks again for joining us. You got it. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.